Before the arenas, before the awards. This is B4 Nashville Live. Have a question for our guest? Send it to us via Messenger. Here's your host, George Davis. And welcome back to Before Nashville, where we introduce the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. Being brought to you by, of course, Go-Go Tuners. Great tuner and loved by pros and amateurs alike. If you want to check them out, go to gogotuners.com. Tonight, we've got another great sponsor on Heart to Heart Coffee. It's a coffee that gives back. It's a veteran-owned business. And if you want to check it out, go to heart, the number two, heartcoffee.com. You can order your coffee right there, and they give back. There you go. They give back to charities. So be sure to check out their charities as well. Tonight, a guy joining me, his his bio said that he's uh, he's a funny guy, got a sense of humor, and I've already found that out. And he he um, um, has, he's actually a veteran, and we'll talk a little bit about his service. And uh, uh, Carter, before we start anything else off, thank you for your service, most absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the, his name is Carter, is it LeBrand? It's, it's live range. You got to put the, put the twang on the Y right there. Okay, you, there you go. I, I right out. <laughs> live range. There we go. Live range. I got it. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, so um, tell me a little bit about you, how you got into music, because I know it was kind of a family thing, but I want to know, I want to go in depth a little bit with it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've always kind of fiddled around on the guitar and, and the piano and stuff like that. My grandparents, uh, Eddie and Geraldine Bickley, they, uh, they had a band called country drifters and, uh, they used to play around town. And, and when I grew up, uh, my parents would drop me off every new year's over at their house and they would fold the couch out and I'd lay around eating hot dogs or whatever, you know, and, uh, we would, uh, watch the grand Ole Opry, you know, Marty Stewart and, and all those guys. Right. Um, playing and, and I just caught the bug for it, you know, and, uh, I just enjoyed the Opry. I love watching the Opry and, we, and that's what we did. So I knew when I went over there, I was going to get to watch the Opry or maybe a little bit of Hee Haw or some oh, Red Skelton. Or, yeah. A bunch of stuff I probably really shouldn't know about, but you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, they said, no, we're going to watch this and that would be a good time. But, um, they would just talk about, you know, music and, and, and how, how great everything was and, Right. And uh, I just enjoyed it. I love I love music. I absolutely loved it. And I couldn't uh, I couldn't stop fiddling with stuff, you know, whether it be right. some type of musical instrument or beating on the dash or, you know, whatever. That's that's pretty much where I have it all kind of manifested, I guess, for me. In the right. Right. He's already shown his sense of humor because he said fiddling around with the guitar and the piano. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a true statement, <laughs> you know. But, you know, uh, growing up in in. Now you're from South Carolina, right? That's correct. Okay, yes, so growing up in South Carolina, what what was your town like? Tell me a little bit about the town you grew up in. Oh man, it was it was fantastic. There, uh, first off, there was nothing to do. Um, you know, I mean, it's we 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 didn't have a stoplight. We got one recently, so now we are a one stoplight town. But uh, I mean, really, there's not a whole lot around here. I mean, you do all the basic stuff, you know, like uh, go steal road signs and. You know stuff like that uh hope that's never hope, done it man never hope that's it. not on the record i'm just you know i'm just saying just hypothetically speaking <laughs> right um but uh but yeah you know i mean it's uh you know we'd, we'd sneak off and maybe smoke a cigarette here and there or, or put a chew in and hang out or you know do a bunch of stuff we weren't supposed to do but um you know we just enjoyed it and <laughs> somehow or another but fishing hunting you know at the end of the day i'm, I'm fooling around but fishing and hunting you know, um, and playing the guitar, I mean, 
that's where I found my solace was, was just playing music. And, uh, you know, I, I started that probably, I started playing guitar when I was 12 and uh, okay. my dad, my dad would, other than my grandparents, my dad would play a little bit and he played like the house of the rising sun, like 20 million times over and over again. <laughs> and, uh, kind of wore me out on that one. But, uh, but you know, I would sit here and watch them play, and and I just there, there was something inside me I just couldn't not try to figure it out. So, right. Um, but I think my that that Christmas I uh, came home, and there was you know there was a guitar waiting on me. So that was when the whole guitar venture uh, started more or less. So um, other than hunting and fishing or you know hanging out with my buddies, it was pretty much playing music and singing. Uh, right. 91 F-150, cruising down the road, you know, radio all the way up. Everybody could hear it the next town over, and I was singing at the top of my lungs. That's pretty much, right. that's pretty much how it went. So Leonard Skinner, you know, was uh, Give Me Back My Bullets was, was the first album I had, and, man, I was just – I was getting after it, man. I was I was getting after it. I just I, – that that album is probably what really got me going, honestly, yeah. more than anything. So – um, love Skinner. I just, you know, when I'm playing acoustic shows, it's hard to do 20 minute guitar solos, but I try to do the best <laughs> that I can. So anyhow. Yeah. It's always, you got some guy out there yelling, play free bird. And oh yeah. Going, Dude, yeah. this is like the condensed version. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, i tell you what, $500, I'll play whatever you want. There you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll pick anything, including my nose for five. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it, man. So when you got into music, I mean, how were you when you really started performing? Um, well, I won a talent show in Kuwait. Uh, mm. I guess that was my first performance more than anything. Uh, when I got overseas, the guys were like, man, you know, you should really, you know, you should really pursue this thing. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm okay. Um, I always told myself I was realistic and I was like, man, you know, there's a lot of people that go out here and do this and, you know, what, what are the chances I really actually make something out of this? You know, and that's kind of where my mindset was, but uh, I ended up new year's Eve. Uh, we had just got out of Iraq. I was in Kuwait. They had like this cool, this talent show. And uh, I guess my first real performance was other than, well, I guess I'd say my graduation, my high school graduation, I actually wrote a song for the class of 2009. And uh, you know, in, and that's my first, I guess, performance. But the most memorable one, obviously, was that one overseas. Um, I went out there. There was a ton of great talent. I mean, there's some really gifted people out there, which yeah. uh, this buddy of mine comes off stage, and he's like, hey, man. He goes, yeah. He's like, you're going to kill me. I'm like, no, I'm not, dude. You, you, you murder, you're going to murder me. And I went out there and sang a song I wrote called Back in the States. And, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense. I, was, I had a lot. I had some writing time over there. And uh, everybody went nuts. I mean, they were throwing fake beer everywhere. I mean, it's crazy. There was, it was just, you know, I mean, I think at one point we drank about 30 of them just to see if we could get a buzz off of it. Just right. you know, because, <laughs> because there's nothing else to do, obviously. When you're just waiting around, when we got to Kuwait, it was just like we were just sitting there in case we had to go back in country. Right. You know, that's pretty much all we were doing. So I wonder if I drank 35 of these, if I'll feel a buzz. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> It's not going to happen. Um, anyway, so, you know, I won a talent show. I got like 90 bucks to the PX. I went and bought a little Weber grill and grilled a steak right in the middle of a sandstorm. And, oh, you know, my. it was, it was added a crunch, had a little crunch to it, but it was pretty doggone good, man. I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, it was pretty tasty. And, 
and yeah, so I guess my after that performance, you know, I had people while I was on post right before we left to come home. They're like, "Dude, man, wow, that was incredible!" And you know, what are you going to do? What are you, you going to start doing when you get home? I was like, "Well, I'm probably going to go to work." <laughs> you know, I was like, "I don't know, man." I mean, uh, I got married at 19, and and uh, you know, when I got home, I was 21, and and I, you know, I had two kids, um, kids there, and and uh, you know. It was it was it was time to be a dad. So it kind of really, I didn't have. A, I always had dreams of of buying a transit van, and driving to Nashville, and sleeping in it, and, and playing mm-hmm. tips and on Broadway or something. Which you know then seemed like a great idea. Now I'm like, dude, you don't make any money in Nashville, right? Uh, you know. So I was like, I'm glad I didn't do that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know. So I mean, it 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 really everything worked out. You know, is the way I guess the way God intended it to, and and that's. Uh, that's the greatest thing about it. I mean, I, I, I'm really enjoying my life right now. I mean, I I worked in sales for like eight years, or, or maybe it seems like eight years. It's probably really two, but it felt like eight. Right. Um, and, you know, I learned so much valuable lessons from that, and that's kind of what developed my ability to be able to, I guess, manage myself and, and kind of do everything on my own. So I'm hoping hoping one day, you know, maybe somebody will want to, want to, uh, want to do some management for me or whatever. But, you know, right now, hey, I mean, it's working. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? Exactly. Well, and and once you get back in, you know, back in the states, I mean, you're. I I know. I mean, I I've never served. I got to be honest. It wasn't for lack of trying. They just didn't want right. me. They, yeah, that happens. And you when know? you're turned down by every branch of the military, your self esteem kind of hits rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like if you have high blood pressure ten years ago, you can't get in, and you're like, all right, well, all right, cool, whatever. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you get back, a lot of guys come back and, and they, I mean, you know, some of you have dealt with some pretty, some pretty rough stuff. You've seen a lot right. of stuff. You've seen a lot of stuff that people will probably never see and never understand unless they've seen it. Right. And, uh, you get back over here and you have to deal with, uh, you know, readjusting because in the military, your life is so structured. I mean, you're like up at this time, you got to eat at this time you got to be done by this time and you got to have this done and this done and this done, you know, the discipline in the military is just, uh, unbelievable. And I only know that because I have a lot of military friends, you know, that are, are former or or current military and they tell me that stuff, you know? And so you get back over here and what, what was the first thought when you got back home after coming out of that structure of what it is, what it's like being in the military. Well, I mean, you know, for me, I'm a National Guard soldier. So basically, you know, we have okay. our one week in a month. We do two weeks out of the year. I'm an Army guy. Um, I deal with uh, with helicopters, Apache helicopters is what I okay. work with. And, you know, so for us, especially National Guard guys, you know, we come back home and, and you know, most of your active duty military, you know, they, they come in, they've got these yellow ribbon programs and they can kind of, you know, they have this time off. For us, it's like, hey, here's two weeks, and by the way, you got to find a job, you know, because you're not right. getting paid. And so you go from making some really good tax-free money, really, at the end of the day, for for my age and, and whatnot, to, you know, oh crap, what am I going to do? Um, right. And you know, for me, I was I was real angry when I got home, mm-hmm. and um, I actually worked with a uh, with a veteran organization called Big Red Bottom Retreat here in Blythewood, South Carolina. Um, and part of their warrior path program, which is, which is a, which is a great program. 
which I've highlighted in my music video. So by the way, I'll, I'll throw it out there, guys, that um, I have a music videos on YouTube currently. Uh, you type my name in, it's probably going to pop up. But um, there are links in there if you are a veteran and you are struggling and you need help. Um, there are links in there that guide you to the Boulder Crest Foundation and the Big Red Barn Retreat and the different locations that they have. So I just right. want to make sure that I put that information out. Oh, uh, but uh, but yeah, so I mean, it was hard and, and, and I got into alcohol and that's, uh, you know, that was probably about two years of my life. I was drinking every day and uh, I had a bottle of one on one wild turkey that I kept in the freezer. And uh, every time I popped the cap, cap off that thing, my wife's like, good God, how do you drink that? You know, because she can smell right. it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really, I was just frustrated and angry. And, and uh, quite honestly, I don't know that I was ready for the decisions that I made as far as having a family, you know, and right. being, being so young and, and, and having so much responsibility was at times really difficult for me. So um, it was kind of a mixture of everything. Um, and that was hard, you know, I mean, it's, it is, but at the same time, that was a decision I made. So I was responsible for, for the choices that I make, you know, I'm, nobody else was responsible for Carter except for Carter, you know, at the end right. of the day. and, you know, so one day I, I just got to the point where I was, I was working as a correctional officer. I was a correctional officer and, and you know, um, I got to the point where I was like just struggling. And it was funny because one day, uh, one day I had an inmate came up to me and, and he was at, started asking me about Bible verses and, and I'm not shy about my faith. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in Jesus and, and that's, that's the way, uh, the way it goes. And, you know, that's, if, if, if people leave that way one way or another, it doesn't matter for me. That's just where I'm at, you know? Right. And, um, it was funny cause this inmate came up to me and asked me about Bible verses. So I was like, okay, yeah. You know, I was like, well, he's like, do you know what this means? I was like, no. So I went home and studied. And then the next day I went back to work. I had another inmate come to me. He's like, Hey man, do you know anything about this Bible verse right here? And I'm like, what's going on? You know? And I, so I started going through this phase and like for literally two weeks straight, I had an inmate come up to me every day and ask me about certain wow. Bible verses. And then it turned out um, after in those two weeks, every single one of those matched up together. So um, I honestly wish I would have like wrote them down or something. At some wow. point. I, I didn't, but it was like all talking about the same thing about struggling and, and getting better and stuff like that. And I was like, huh, well, okay. I'm something going down here. You know what I mean? So, right. um, and, and that was kind of a turning point in my life. I started going to the VA and they were just like, here, take these pills. Oh, those don't work here. Take these pills. Oh, those don't work. Oh, take yeah. These pills. And it was just, you know, I was basically for a long time, I was a robot on antidepressants. And, uh, you know, I know I'm kind of going around the whole subject here, but, you know, I, oh, I no. just, you know, the thing for me is like, I, I just want people to understand that not everybody's perfect and, and you shouldn't expect anybody to be no matter where they are, where they come from or, or any of that stuff. And, you know, I struggled a lot and there's a lot of veterans who do. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying at the end of the day, my goal with the music, number one, I love music. So however you define success, you know, some people think success is winning CMAs or being on the CMTs or, or whatever, ACMs, whatever you want to call it. Right. I'm, if I can pay the bills, like the rest of it is an ad bonus at that point, you know, and, and yeah. what I get to do with my music is amazing. And, and, you know, being able to reach out, I just kind of want to gain a platform so I can be a voice for the veteran community and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, we're losing 22 guys a day, but how do we, how do we change that deficit? You know, and, and part of my music and the motivation for what I'm doing right now is so I can gain that platform and be able to say, hey, guys, like you're not you're not alone. You're not by yourself, you know. Right. Um, so 
anyway, so I, when I came back home, it was tough. I mean, <laughs> I just said that it only took me like 15 minutes, but <laughs> you know, no, when, I, no. when I came home, when I came home, it was tough. It was difficult. It wasn't easy. And quite honestly, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. I mean, anybody who goes overseas and comes home, they're, they're dealing with something, uh, whether they would like to actually admit it or not. But in that, that's what really pushed my songwriting, you know, um, right. That, that was my, uh, my journaling, my emotional, you know, support, you know, when I'm playing a guitar, um, it's not like, like, even when I play in front of all these people, it's like, they're not even there. Cause I'm just, I'm just in my zone, you know, I'm just having fun. I'm just enjoying being in the moment and, and enjoying singing. And that's, right. and that's, that's why I do it. I do it because it's what, it's what truly makes me happy, you know? Right. So other than my wife and, and no, I wasn't paid to say that. Right. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, you got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I apologize. I wasn't ignoring you. I, I've got a, a real good buddy who I wanted on this podcast to see to watch, and I just texted right. him, told him to to log get on. on. Get uh, on. <laughs> he uh, he works with uh, a bunch of uh, Army Rangers. Okay. Uh, and uh, they're. They're no longer actually the movie Black Hawk Down. It was the guys right. that were at uh, Operation Gothic Serpent. Okay. And uh, Mark works with them. He is not a he's not military. Never was military. Right. But the dude is awesome, and I really wanted him to get on. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, that's that's, that's right. man. Yeah, I, I kind of I wanted him to see this because some of the stuff you were saying, Mark is a is a motivational guy and. He has worked a lot with um, uh, veterans, you know, that suffer from from uh, uh, PTS and right. stuff. And he is uh, to the point that he's been on the phone eight hours trying to talk right. a guy off a cliff, you know, that kind of right. thing. Well, I can I can appreciate the fact that you said PTS too, because that's a lot of people don't say PTS; they say PTSD. Mm. And, and I just like it to be known that it's not a disorder. Um, yeah. It's, it's life, you know, and one thing that we, we call it PTG, which means, you know, uh, growth, right. Post, post-traumatic growth is what we call it. And, you know, it's, it's how you were trained, not how you are. So we're, we're all right. trained, trained a certain way. So when we think a certain way, you're like, oh man, something's wrong with me. Well, no, you're just, you're trained that way for, for months. That's why you right. do that. That's why you're worried about getting somewhere 15 minutes early all the time, because you literally had to do that for, you know, however many years. I mean, it's not because there's something wrong with you. Um, I see your dogs walking around. Mine's over yeah. here up under the table trying to mess I with heard her. Stuff. That's that's the <laughs> grand, that's our granddaughter there. That's the, the daughter's dog. Right. I, I heard her jingle her bells there, you know, her tags. And I was like, how in the world did she get in here? I thought that door was closed. Right. But, uh, she she's pop pop's buddy she'll sneak in here once in a while the cats will probably be in here in a minute right and uh <laughs> but you know uh kind of move, kind of moving forward into back into you know current day of of what you're doing uh right. before we went on you know um songwriting i i love to talk to artists about songwriting and their process of songwriting and you talked about some people that um I mean, you, you did some, and, and I'm not saying this in a, in a anti saying it way, cause I do it right. on occasion, but you did some name dropping of some people. Right. And, uh, and I thought that was really cool that you've been able to do that. Right. But when you're writing a song, what is, 
what's the process you go through as a songwriter? Because you write a lot. I mean, right. Well, I mean, like, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason for me. Um, I, it, I mean, like, I just, it's like, I, I don't know. I just kind of, whatever, normally, I guess the, the best way I can put it is, is there are times that, that something will just be stuck right here, you know, and it's just, right. it just needs to get out and I can feel it and I can write lyrics down in 15 minutes and boom, I got a song. Um, and different, so I write different songs for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but for the most part, I'm a life writer. Uh, I, I, I always try to find a way to connect back to my own personal experience because I feel like that's the best way to convey. I feel like that's the best way to get the real true emotion out of it. You know, right. because at, at the end of the day, like I want to have a song where, you know, somebody sees, somebody hears a song at four o'clock in the morning, they're having the worst day of their life or worst morning or whatever, they, maybe they just can't sleep, you know, and they, they pull over to the, on the side of the road and this changes their life in some sort of substantial way. I mean, that's, that's what my goal is. Because I'm, 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 I'm like that. I believe in, in making the world a better place. And I know I can't change everything, but, you know, I want people to be successful no matter who they are. You right. Know, a lot of us fight so many different battles and we talk about, you know, mental stuff and mental health and, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on and, and the social media doesn't really help. Um, yeah. And I know because I'm on it all day long because I have to be because that's part that's part of this job right here. Exactly. Um, you know, but it's like I see all this stuff, and, and I've gotten to the point now where I see people arguing, and you know, at the end of the day, it's like, dude, I mean, that's cool, but at the end of the day, the only thing I can worry about is whether I play the intro to Long Hair Country Boy the right way or not. Right. And, it, it, and that's what I can control. I can control how I play and what I do, and, and that's all I can do. So. Um, but when I'm writing music, I mean, it's, it's strictly about, you know, maybe I'm trying to reach somebody and then sometimes too, you write songs, just write songs, just to, to work on, work on your craft, you know, and, and I try to find ways to be creative. And, and that's one thing that I think I missed out on is like, you know, um, you know, I was always focused on writing about specifically just things that happened in my life, but there's a ways to, to convey those messages also with writing, writing things a little bit differently too. So. I mean, there's there's not really a real process, but I know when I'm writing a song, it's like I kind of I'm definitely making sure that I'm into it, you know, because if I'm not if my heart's not in it, I don't want to do it, you know, and that's kind of been my whole process through everything I've done with music. And I mean, I can t I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, if you find somebody who's who's going to work harder than me, I want to meet them because right. I'm telling I'm telling you, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared to pick up the phone. I'm not scared to send a hundred emails. Um, I know there's some people out there. It's like, oh my God, it's this guy again. And and I understand that and that's fine. But you know, at the end of the day, I know there's power in numbers. Um, and if I talk to enough people then somebody's going to respond back. Right. But you know, I, I just, I, that's the kind of drive that, that I put into it. And, and I don't think twice about it, you know, because at the end of the day, like this is my livelihood. This is how I make money. This is how my drummer, Steve makes, makes a living. Right. You know, and at the end of the day, I've got band members that, 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 you know, I don't want to have hired guns all the time. I want to have guys that are going to stick around and that are going to be a part of my crew. And, and Steve, who's also a vet, he's a Marine, Marine guy, um, is one of, one of the greatest people that I know. And, and at the end of the day, like that's being surrounded by those people and being able to write and be around those people is, is what, is what makes, makes, makes me where, where puts me where I am. You know, right. and I couldn't do anything that I've done in my life without the folks 
that I've met, you know, especially the past past half a year. I mean, has been I mean, it's been crazy, man. I, I, I never expected any of this to happen, any of these things to go down. But, you know, if the door keeps opening, I'm shoot, I'm going to keep running through them, you know. Um, but the song, right, like, again, the song right for me is, is uh, like I said, it's from the heart. It's it's a, it's a heartfelt thing, and, and I try to make it uh, – I try to be lifey, you know. And sometimes you got to write a drinking song or a party song or whatever, and, and I can do that now. I've I've learned how to be creative and kind of take myself back in time to a spot where I was in that position and write a song about it, you know, but I like to connect it in some way, shape or form to events through my life. Cause I feel like that's where I get the, the most value, you know, from mm-hmm. that. So, well, and that's one of the things, I mean, I've always said this about country music because country music is probably the most truest to life music genre there is. Right. You know, so many artists in country music, write. I mean, you write what you know, right? You know? I'm, I'm not going to be able to go out and write a song about, you know, being overseas in a, in a war zone and dealing with right. stuff like that. And, and I'm not a songwriter, so I probably ain't gonna be able to write about a whole lot of nothing. Right. But, you know, um, I can write about, you know, like my, you know, farming, my, my father-in-law owns a farm and, and, how he puts his heart and soul into it. And I see that, you know, and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, just family and things like that. Those are the things I know. That's what you write about, but every song you write connects to somebody, right. You know, whether it's a good time or it's a, a song like, um, you know, uh, just something else that you've written is going to connect to somebody. You can't help it, but connect to somebody. Right. Uh, because that's what it's all about. I mean, they just, um, I've got, sorry, I'm trying to switch over here. All right. No, you're good, man. There we go. I, there we I go. see squirrels all the time. They get me all the time. <laughs> well, I, I was getting ready because I was trying to lead into playing uh, your single, and my, my mixer here is not one to cooperate, but it is now. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, with what you have dealt with, you have a lot to share with people. And the thing is that you can come at things from an angle that will reach a lot more than a thousand people, right. You know, or 2000 people, you know, after the last month or so, you know, we've got 2,400, um, troops coming back right, uh, from Afghanistan. And, um, and unfortunately 13 of them won't be right. Um, and, and that's a whole nother soapbox I won't get on, but right. Uh, and I don't think I'm allowed to get on that one, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm under, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, uh, those guys are going to have to have something to connect to. And it may be a song of yours that they latch on to and they hold on to that quite honestly could keep them from being one of those 22. Right. You know? well, and, that, and that's the thing is, is, is don't be a statistic. You know, we say it all the time. It's cliche, yeah. you know, but you can't just say that, you know, I, right. mean, I mean, and the thing is, is like most people are like, I mean, I, I run into guys all the time and I'm like, Hey, you know, if you need somebody like call me, I, I don't care what time it is or what you're going through. I mean, here's my number, call me. I know there are valuable resources, you know, that I can get you in touch with or get you get, or I can call the right people that, 
may have a better idea than me, but, but exactly. And, and that was kind of the premise behind making, you know, the music video for, for I'll be right here, which, which has been, that song has been a blessing for me. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without that song. And, and, and I tell the folks that, that wrote that song, cause I didn't write it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a writer on it, but the thing is, is, and I was, I was so against that at first, you know, cause I was like, I'm going to put out music that I write on. Right. Um, but one thing that a lot of people don't understand is, is there are some folks in Nashville that are really good songwriters, but they're mm-hmm. not artists. So if, if maybe they, they have a song that is just, just going to go that they need that, that is going to help somebody, you got to have artists to do it, you know? Right. And, and that was a lesson that I learned from this whole song, because even though I didn't write it, I was still able to put my, real life true story in there and 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 have that feeling from a perspective i can just so i could really get into it and right. you know and in the music video like i said is 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 about my life and about what happened to me when i returned home you know from overseas and and, and struggle it's struggle and redemption and uh but like like you said at the end of the day like that's the purpose of that song is showing the world like hey you know like it's not all butterflies and rainbows, but at the end of the day, like it's a success story and, you know, you can find your way and you can overcome those situations. So that's, you know, that's really what it's about, you know? Right. And so, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't, I'm just, I'm so fortunate, man. I I can't tell you how just happy I am and how much I appreciate everybody that's been involved so far. I mean, I've, I've met some of the greatest people and it's going to be lifelong friendships. You know, right. I know it. Will, I know it will. So, you know, I'm 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 blessed. I'm 100 blessed. Well, I mean, as as far as the song, I, I'm I'm going to make a statement about it, but I'm going to do it after we play it because I want people to right. hear it real quick. But uh, right, there's, there's something I want to you know just share from my point of view. Um, and um, again, it's uh, it's uh, Carter Librand, and uh, he's. Uh, uh, from South Carolina. He's an artist. He's working his way through the muck, the mire, the uh, whatever you want to call it. That's otherwise known as Nashville. It's all uphill from here. You know, that's right. Yeah. You, you, you got to scratch your way up because you can't get much more down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, That's not in a bad way, but you know, that's right. kind of the way that that industry works. And, and right. I say that and I'll probably get a lot of trouble in Nashville on these days for some of the things I say about it, but you know, uh, I love the city. I love the, the industry that it stands for. Um, but, uh, when it comes to the politics of everything, I'm, I'm just not on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got some great friends that work in the industry in high places and they know my stance, but we, you know, at the end of the day, we still talk. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? At the end of the day, you still got to be able to be friends no matter, no matter what you're, thoughts or beliefs are and, and, exactly you know that's why i keep i'm a 360 guy I, I worry about the things that i can control and you know i'm not trying to tell somebody else how to live their life you know because that's not my yeah. job you know my job is to play music and write songs and, and try to make you know make tens of dollars while i'm at it right. and uh <laughs> and that's that's all i can do man so that's 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 where i'm at on that oh, i love that tens of dollars coming that's funny <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get back. I, I may say something about that later because I read the other day. <laughs> I, I want to bring up about that because it's true, people. If you don't think it's true, get in the music industry. You'll change your mind quick, fast. Find, find out real quick. 
Yeah, you sure will. So um, uh, we're going to get on to Carter's music, and uh, this is a song that uh, you actually said was. Uh, well, well, we'll come back to the writers after the song. I just right. I want to hear. This is Carter LeBrand. It's called uh, "I'll Be Right Here." Is the name of it? I got, got that it. Earlier. You got it, man. Um, but uh, this is a great song. So y'all just kick back, tip one up, and enjoy while we listen to Carter LeBrand on Before Nashville, being brought to you by GoGo Tuners and GoGoTuners.com and Heart to Heart Coffee, Heart the Number Two Coffee.com. gotta go and i won't stand in your way you've got your reasons for leaving it don't matter who's to blame if the shine on your new life ever starts to fade just remember that interstate it goes both ways if you ever get lonely and you can't sleep and you're wondering where starts creeping in I'll be right where you left me drinking this wish you'd come back beer if you ever get tired of being there I'll be right here if that Fort Worth red dirt just ain't gonna work or if that whiskey from Tennessee can't erase what we were If those Vegas strip lights Don't seem so bright If the dice you roll in Reno Don't fall right Ain't you getting lonely And you can't sleep Cause you're wondering where I've been If you ever hit rewind I'm back on your mind Missing us starts creeping in I'll be right where you left me Drinking this wish you'd come back beer If you ever get tired of being there I'll be right here Here on a porch swing With a diamond ring The one you should have on If you ever get lonely, can't sleep, you're wondering where I've been. If you ever hit rewind, I'm back on your mind. Missing the stars creeping in. I'll be right where you left me. Drinking this wish you'd come back, beer. If you ever get tired of being there, I'll be right.
It's before Nashville, where we introduce country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And that was Carter Librand, and I'll be right here. Carter, uh, that's a good picture of the cover of the song, but we'll take that author now. How's that? <laughs> well, that one got a better side of my face, but, you know, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so the song itself, I mean, you talked about how you weren't a writer on it, but the emotion and all that you put on it, you could not tell. Right. Um, and that's one of the things that I really enjoy is the fact that you can, um, you know, as a, as an artist, you can fit into the song that somebody else writes. Um, even though you, you want to do your own music, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, that was really my number one goal. And, uh, you know, my producer, uh, Ryan Yeomans over at the Amber Sound, um, he was like, hey, man, he's like, you know, I know you want to kind of do your own stuff. He goes, but, you know, he's like, really? He's like, I've got some good fan building tunes, you yeah. know, and, and that's the goal is you want to get in. You know, there's no reason to release an EP or an album or any of that stuff because some of these guys, they, they make that mistake. They go, well, I'm going to drop an album. Right. I'm like, well, you haven't dropped the first song yet. Nobody knows kind of who you are or, any, or anything about you. So, exactly. you know, dumping 10 songs off in their lap in an age where people just swipe up all the time, you know, is, is not going to help you. So, um, and, and Ryan, Ryan's been just fantastic. Um, he's, he's really become a friend of mine and we normally talk, you know, on a weekly basis, you know, we share ideas and we talk about things and, and, you know, Hey, what do you think you should do next? Or what do you think about this? And it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy the, the, the relationship aspect of it. And I've heard so many horror stories like, Oh my gosh, everyone's in Nashville is out to get you and this and that and the other. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't sign a contract, I mean, you're really, you're really not in bad shape, you know? And, right. and, and if you do sign a contract, be smart about it, you know? Um, Absolutely, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's one thing I learned about themselves. Uh, <laughs> you know, you never know what's in the fine, fine print, you know? Right. Um, so you always want to make sure that you don't tie yourself up into something that's going to destroy your opportunity of even having a career at that point. Um, but, you know, and, and they've been so helpful with that, but, you know, like I've really just enjoyed the the friends and relationships that, that I've built, you know, in town right. and uh, going to town once a month is, is what I do right now. I drive up there once a month and, and I stay with my buddy, Joey Hollis and uh, Joey, you know, he opened his door to me Um he was one of the writers on I'll be right here. And, and uh, one of the things that I try to make sure that I do is let people know how much I appreciate um, them. Let me do something. And, and so the first thing I did is I was like, Hey, who are the writers? Cause I want to shoot them a message and, and just tell them like, Hey, you know, thank you. I appreciate you. Let me do this. Like when I, when I got, when I got the final mix back I, I, or the final master, I was just almost in tears listening to it, you know, cause I finally had something that I was looking for. You know, like I've cut some demos and stuff and they've been demos, you know, and, right. and it just wasn't something, it wasn't the quality I wanted. It wasn't the level of professionalism that I wanted. Um, you know, even the session guys that played, played on there, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I was like, Hey guys, thank y'all for being here. You know, I mean, I know, I know you get paid. I know they get paid to be there and that's their job. Right. But at the end of the day, like that, that meant so much to me, what happened in that studio that day. Um you know, I just, I just, I believe in that. I believe in, in letting the people, like, those are the guys that really make it happen. Right. You know, like, like, I mean, 
yeah, I can come sing a song and I can do this. I can spend money. And if I had a million dollars, I could probably be a superstar right now if I wanted to. Right. Because that's really what it takes is just a boatload of money. Right. And, you know, I mean, but at the end of the day, I couldn't do any of these things without those guys. And that I just I try to let them know because I don't feel like they're appreciated enough. You know, your producers and your songwriters and your session players, like the things that they can do, man, like you know, it's crazy. And, and and they deserve way more than what they get. I mean, I'm, I a hundred percent believe in that, you know? Um, and I, and I just appreciate them. So that's what I did. I reached out and, uh, I ended up reaching out to Joey and Joey, you know, I was like, Hey man, could you mind if I give you a call and just chat? Yeah, sure. So I called him and we talked for like an hour and uh, he's just a cool dude. And he's like, Hey man, you know what? If you need a place to stay, why don't you just come up here? I got an extra bedroom. I got guys that come stay up here all the time. And, uh, and sure enough, like my wife's like, you're going to Nashville? I was like, yeah. She goes, who you stay with? I'm like, I'm staying with this guy, Joey. She's like, you don't, you've never met him? I'm like, well, I talked to him on the phone for an hour. So good enough for me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, hopefully I'll make it back home. Um, right. You know, it, it was like, you know, 30 minutes in, I mean, it was like a friendship. I mean, it was like I've awesome. known him, known him forever. And, and, uh, you know, and that's, those are the opportunities, man. It's just been a blessing to me. It's like, you know, um, it's, it's amazing how far that'll get you too. you know, a lot of people don't understand. Like I had a guy tell me as well, you know, if you're not a douchebag, you're already 80% ahead of, of a lot of people. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and Good to know. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just here for the music, man. That's, that's what right. I'm here for. I mean, yeah. I, well, yeah. I want to make money. Uh, otherwise I can't keep doing it. But you know, at the end of the day, like the, the matters, the matters means I get to play. And I get to play the music and right. these guys make it happen for me. And, and, you know, they, they, um, he, he got me some opportunities to play at some rounds and stuff like that. And, uh, love the guys over at the porch light pickers. Want to give them a shout out, Dan and, and, and Terry Palmer and, uh, Terry Lee Palmer. Let me get that right. Um, <laughs> and, and the guys over there, you know, uh, they're, they're, they've, they've had me in on a couple of rounds and, and, and Chris, the owner of the local over there is, is a great guy. And I, I enjoy going there and playing. And, and I appreciate the fact that they've let me come in there and, and play some rounds and kind of get my, start getting my feet wet, you know, in Nashville. Right. Um, so like, it's just, it's been great, man. And, and I just, like I said, I, I, I want to let them know I appreciate it. And I'll tell people all day long, you know, like, Hey, I appreciate everything that they do, you know? Right. Um, and, and, because at the end of the day, man, that's how I would want somebody to be with me at the same time, you know, um, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's, that's how, you know, that's how I live my life. I try to have character, I try to have integrity, I try to maintain all of those aspects of, of my morality, you know, when it comes to that. Right. And uh, that's why I enjoy doing things the way I do. Cause you know, I, I kind of, right now I'm, I'm, I'm sailing my own ship. You know, I might be in a Viking longboat, but hey, I'm figuring it out. You know what I mean? I'm trying to go raid the shores or something. Um, <laughs> but that's how all about that log. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm floating, so I ain't sleeping yet. That's good. That's right. So, but that's uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much, I guess, where I can go with that. So, so, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Oh man. Uh, that drink went down a little bit wrong. Ooh, ooh, uh, that was that off-road diesel. That wasn't the uh, unleaded or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's the true <laughs> stuff there. It, it ain't fake. <laughs> I hear you. We, we don't do the fake. You know, we, we don't do like the watered down tea in our house. It's it's real, right. but we don't drink it. Right. Um, 
but as a songwriter, what is one song that you have always said, golly, man, why didn't I write that song? Or why could I have not written that song? Oh, well, I can tell you. So there was this song I heard one night. Um, I can't remember what the guy's name was. You know, it was I love Ryder Drowns, man. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a lot of people get jealous and they go, oh, man, well, they ain't that good. Or, you know, people do that. And I think right. it's ridiculous because the thing I love about Nashville is that the large majority of the people there are just so extremely talented. So you get yeah. to come into this room where you've got all these talented people. And sometimes you'll get somebody on the six o'clock round. You're like, God, dang, they should be on like the, the nine o'clock round because holy right. cow, they're killing it. But it's just same situation. It's your first time or whatever. But this guy wrote this song uh, called Two Story Home. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just really creative. It was really cool. Um, and, you know, it wasn't talking about the house being two stories, but he's talking about the two different stories between the husband and the wife. Right. And he kind of tied it all. It was just really cool, man. I was like, dang, why didn't I think of that one? You know, that would have been, that would have been a fun one, you yeah. know? And, and so that, that's just one instance that I can just remember um, watching, you know, and I just, I mean, I really enjoy it, man. Cause you, you just, you see all these talented people and quite honestly, there's people scrubbing toilets in Nashville that that should probably be superstars. Oh yeah. Um, but, but they're not. And that's just how the cards fall and you don't get to pick those cards, but at the same time, it also depends on how much you put into it. You know, you can't expect everybody to just make things happen for you. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have some hard work and have some people that make things happen for me in some cases. And, and you know, I'll, I'll take, you know, you got to be willing to take advice and accept help and, and, and understanding that you don't know everything. Because, dude, I don't, man. I don't know anything when it comes down to it. I mean, I'm right. just... I'm just throwing darts at the board, you know, and sometimes I hit a, sometimes I hit a one and sometimes I hit it right in the middle. You just don't, you right. just don't ever, ever know, you know, and, and uh, it's enjoyable to sit there and just see the the level of talent that, the, that everybody has up that right. way. So, but as far as a song that I'm like, dang, I wish I wrote that. That's, that's one of them right there. Right. I wish I knew the guy's name. So I'd give him a shout. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what it was, but anyhow. Um, if you could go back to say your 15 year old self mm -hmm. and give them a piece of advice from what you know now after, you know, serving in the military and being a family man and, and trying to get a career launched in Nashville. What's right. one thing you would tell your 15 year old self? Um, man, um, you know, I, I'd probably say, take your time, mm -hmm. you know, um, Cause I tried to do this before, uh, before when I was about 23, uh, but when I came home from overseas, right. I spent some time working in the jail and stuff like that. And I got out of that and I said, I'm going to be a full-time musician. And my grandpa, <laughs> my granddaddy told me he's not here with us anymore. Uh, but he said, well, Carter, he said, you know, I'll tell you this much. He goes, uh, you make a little bit of money if you don't drink too much beer. And, uh, I, I said, well, that sounds like a song right there, pop. I think I might work on that one. Um, <laughs> But uh, it, it, honestly, he's, he's, he's right about that. But, uh, you know, I just I really didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, I thought that I could rush everything and it just crashed and burned. Um, right. And, you know, I think that goes with anything in life. You know, we've got so many things that we want to achieve and we want to get there as quick as we can. Right. Um, but I think also one thing I did learn in sales working in the sales world is that there's a process for everything. Right. And you have to follow the process. If you start trying to skip steps of the process, you're going to fail. Um, you've got that 1% of people that just get lucky somehow and 
and find their way at the end. But 99% of everybody else, if you don't follow each individual step, then you can't get to where you want to go. You know, you can't, you're not going to be able to get from South Carolina to Nashville without either going through Atlanta or, or Asheville, you know? So, I mean, you can go around them, but it's going to take you a lot longer and and whatnot. I mean, that's just, you gotta, you gotta go through each individual point to get there in the most effective way possible. And the way to be the most effective is to be patient and let things happen the way that they need to, you know, instead of trying to make them happen quicker than they should. And, and that's been the main thing, like understanding the process, like, okay, I know I'm good at what I do. Um, and, but that doesn't mean that I can just walk in any bar and go, Hey, you should book me. Right. They don't know who the heck I am and they don't care because at the end of the day, you know, they just want people in seats. Right. And, you know, so I had, I, I started going, I, I remember my wife got mad at me one night. <laughs> I went to every open mic I could find. And I'm talking about, dude, I was driving three hours to go to open mics. Wow. And I wasn't getting paid to do it. You know, obviously it's just an open mic night. Right. And I would go open for people for 50 bucks, just solo acoustic. I'd drive three, four hours to do that. Um, just anything I could do to get myself in front of somebody and go, Hey, I want to book a show here. That's what I did. And that's what you have to do, man. And the thing that the thing about that is, is, you know, you get a lot, there's respect there. There's a respect factor. And you appreciate yourself a lot more too. You know, it's like um, when you go through the grind that everybody else has gone through, people appreciate that. And, mm-hmm. and that's what they want to see. It's like, well, this guy's put himself through the same strenuous process that I have. Um, and, and in some cases I would argue that maybe even I've done a little bit more, but it's just cause I'm just that motivated to, to make it happen. Like I said, my, my goal at the end of the day is, is yeah, I want to put music out there, but I want to help veterans and I want to help people, not just, just strictly veterans, but, but just anybody really. But the veteran community is very important to me because that's what I'm a part of. Right. So, and I, and I understand some of the struggles. I don't understand all of them, but I do understand strong, some of them and the mentality behind that. So, you know, that's, that's why I, that's why I do what I do. And, and right. I do it of course, because I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, people believe in me. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, it's not really about me, but it's about those around me that I'm really, that I'm really striving to achieve, you know, achieve all this stuff for. So, right. Right. Um, I'm, you know, starting out, um, a lot of artists that I've talked to have talked about, you know, places they played and, and you sometimes have to play in places that are a little less than desirable on a normal night. Right. And we love to call them dive bars. I mean, right. we've, all, we've all been in them. Well, I say all. Uh, right. Most of us have been in them. Um, whether it's playing or hanging out and, and having a beer or 10 with our friends or whatever. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, through the course of an artist, you know, a musician's career, they do a lot of them. What is your favorite dive bar to play in? Oh, man. Favorite dive bar. Well... <laughs> shoot man we've we've got you know we've got a couple spots that we play um but when i first got started out there's this little bar here in town uh it's called schooners mm-hmm. and uh man, that place is always crazy i mean it's it's uh it's always interesting you know it's it's kind of right. like you know sometimes it's kind of like going to walmart and watching people <laughs> at walmart and but the guy that owns the place dave he's he's a great guy he's, he's a lot of fun and and 
honestly, he was booking me there. Like I was playing. There's two locations. I was playing at one location like once a week. So I would I would alternate which place I was playing at. And it right. gave me a, a consistent income, and, and I'll always, every time I see him, I'm like, Dave, man, you know, if it weren't for you, Dave, I wouldn't have been making any money, you know. Um, and, I, you know, I'm playing four-hour shows for a little bit of money and, you know, to sometimes four or five people. But, uh, right. you know, those people were always full of energy. So, you know, and they were always like, ah, play another one. You know, do this. Do that. Hey, you want a shot? You know, and, <laughs> and I'm like, nah, man, like I got to go home, you know. Right. Um, and, and whatnot. But uh, but that's probably one of the, I guess, as far as dive bars or honky tonks uh, or, uh, that I would have to say that I played in. It's been probably one of my favorites um, mm-hmm. just because it's always – you, you never know what you're going to get when you show up, right. you know, so. <laughs> right. I, I played, when I was younger, I played drums in a band and, uh, and I was the youngest guy in the band. Everybody else was, you know, eight, 10 years older than I was. Right. And, uh, uh, that was one of the things that I remember, you know, the nights where there's more guys in the band than there are people <laughs> down in the audience. Hey, that's when you find out whether you really like it or not. It's exactly. When you're playing the three people for three hours going, wow, what am I doing with my life? Right. right. Uh, that's why you never take the door. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. get a guarantee. <laughs> Just give me some money, dude. I'll show up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, th- those were those were some good old days. I really enjoyed doing that. Um where do you see yourself in five years with your career? In um man, you know, I mean, I don't want to, you know. I don't know. It's like every time someone asks me that question, I'm like, you know, I see myself playing music, you know, and then of course, right. you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I really think, um, I really think I can achieve a lot of things. Uh, I feel that way. It's not, it's not an ego thing or anything like that. It's just that, you know, I mean, I know my work ethic and I know how hard I'm willing to work, you know, um, and I know that if I keep doing that, you know, then the opportunities are going to keep, keep coming. I mean, I got to, uh, I got open for John Anderson about a year and a half ago wow. uh, when I was first getting going. And, and let me say something about John Anderson. That guy is, is a stand-up guy. And, you know, he thanked me for my service and told me he appreciated me and, and everything, you know, that I had done for the country. And right. you know, he, he just told me, he said, keep doing what you're doing, man. You sound great. You know, he's like, you, you definitely got a, got a good shot to do some big things and just keep going for it, you know? And, yeah. And, uh, it was great, man. And a funny story about that too is, uh, you know, I, I never thought it'd be a big deal. I was like, oh yeah, that's John Anderson, right? You know. And next thing I know, he popped up, and I was like a five year old kid again. And I was just like, right. hey, I I'm like, what do I do? What do I do with my hands right now? I don't, I don't right. know. And, and then I walked over to the trash can, and, and I was, I had just ate a pork taco, and I was like, man, that was a great pork taco. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And they just kind of laughed and I walked away. But, uh, but, but yeah, I was like, I didn't know what to do, man. And that was right. one of the first situations because, you know, I grew up listening to straight tequila night and swinging and that's stuff mm-hmm. that my grand, my grandparents and my, my parents had listened to. And right. but it, it was so cool. You know, it was so cool to run into him and, and have a conversation with him. And of course he took a picture with me and, and, uh, you know, which, which, you know, he was very concerned about his health. He's been through a lot of health things uh, yeah. the past couple of years. And COVID was kind of, that was a big COVID time. We were fortunate enough, like, we had spray-painted circles on the field and stuff like that to make sure, you know, people were far enough apart and, right. and things like that. We took all the off the safety, safety precautions there. And, 
And uh, so when I was like, I was like, do you think that he would mind? And I was like, it's okay if he doesn't want to, but you know, I, I'd love to get a picture with him. And he came right off stage and took a picture with me and didn't ask any questions. And, yeah. But then I felt bad because then this whole mob came in like, Hey, sign this, you know, do this. Right. And, and you know, I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh, so, I <laughs> oh my God. I started this. And, you know, right. But he was, he was very, uh, very humble, very nice guy. And, and I'll never forget, you know, never forget that moment. So, yeah, I, um, I've had the luxury. My, my day job is in radio. So I've had the, uh, I, I guess it's more the blessing than the luxury right. of meeting a lot of people. Um, and, um, I mean, meeting some of my heroes, even, you know, uh, I've introduced Joe Diffie on stage twice before he passed away, you know, God right. bless his soul. And, and, uh, actually the last time I did was not long after, uh, right. you know, that he did pass away. And, um, you know, thinking about uh, John Deere Green and Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox and right. Pick Up Man and all those great songs, you know, and, right. and getting to talk to him and shake his hand and hang out with him. That's always been great. And when I was starting to play, Restless Heart was a big group, you know, when I was playing in the band. And and uh, we, we just didn't have tight enough harmonies to do their stuff. <laughs> right. We tried, but... Uh, you know, somebody didn't have their underwear on tight enough to hit those high notes. Right. Or something. But yeah, sometimes uh, you need a little extra squeeze. Uh, for right, like exactly. <laughs> and uh, so I've got to meet them and and in, and introduce those guys. And it's just been a lot of uh, I, uh, the guys from. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is, you know, the guys like Joe Diffie, like John Anderson, like Restless Heart, even though they're not, you know, they're a little bit newer. Right. Uh, and those other two guys, but guys like Phil Vassar, you know, those right. guys are so um, willing to sit down with a new artist um, that I've seen. Now, now let, me, right. let me pull back on that a little bit because I have <laughs> seen a lot of the newer guys and I don't want right. to say they're not, but I've just seen them sit down with people that have come up and told them they were a singer, you know, and something like this and, and just, give them a little nugget that they could take with them. Right. And, uh, and I think that's so cool, you know, when you're talking about John Anderson and stuff and, uh, and all, um, and, you know, talking about the future, I mean, your future, um, right. if, um, if you could have dinner with an artist that's, that's passed. Right. And could have a conversation with him. Two questions. Number right. one, who would the artist be? And number two, what would the conversation entail? Oh, man. Artists that I would go back and want to eat dinner with. You talk about people that aren't here anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Man. Um, geez, that's a tough one. Um, because, I mean, I feel like there's a couple of them that I'd want to just chat with. You know, I think... Yeah, I think definitely, uh, I think maybe Johnny Cash. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was too cliche. Either him or George Jones or one of those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Johnny Cash was, was a very similar, you know, he's in the military and, and uh, right. went through a lot in life, you know, and, and, and I think that that conversation would just be like, you know, how, you know, how did you fight through everything that you, fought through to get where you were, you know, um, right. 
you know, because, I mean, I really enjoy – I enjoy that aspect of it too. Is that, like there's a lot of guys that went through a lot, and, and it wasn't like a – like I said, it wasn't rainbows and butterflies. It was actually a right. struggle. No matter what point you get to, you're still a human. Oh, yeah. Know? And humans have struggles, and that's just the way that it is. There's no if ands, or buts about it. And, you know, Johnny Cash had a – had a lot of things going on. So, um, you know, I mean, and, and I, I remember <laughs> when I was overseas, I had like all three albums. I remember uh, I'd probably ask him how in the world somebody came up with a one step at a time song, you know, because right. I, I don't know why I enjoy that song so much. It's like, I was like, man, that's a hell of a car right there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a 49, 59, 50, you know, all that. <laughs> like, that was just, thrown in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a cool song, man. And, yeah. uh, and that's one that I would want to, uh, want to ask him about. And, uh, another one of his songs that I listened to all the time was get a rhythm, you know, yeah, uh, shoe shine boy and all that stuff. And, and, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I would listen to that and, and, and it, it that's one of those songs where, it's really kind of a cool little song, but at the same time, it's like, you know, this kid's just shining shoes and happy as can be because right. he's got, got a rhythm to him. And, and that's one song that I look at my life and I go, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm making music and I got a rhythm and, you know, I'm making the most out of it. And right. uh, so I guess, you know, I guess that would be, I guess that would be one, you know, that, that I would, uh, I'd like to sit down and just ask about, you know, and even with right. him, doing that hurt song um you know i mean that guy i feel like he had some things that he he had that he wanted to put out on the table and and a lot of things that he realized you know in his older age um mm -hmm. which i can appreciate out of somebody you know willing to do something like that so right yeah i mean it might be cliche to say johnny cash but i'd have to say johnny cash i think i i'll take it <laughs> yeah i think that's a good one right um um, one, one thing going back to your music, have you got to, have you got to hear, I'll be right here on the radio yet? I have not. Um, I do, I am working with a, uh, with a lady out of Texas, uh, with generate productions. That's that we're going to be doing some, uh, some promotional stuff on. We're going to try to get it on, you know, your independent mm -hmm. stations. Right. And, uh, and you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, she's from what I understand and from the people I know have said, she's very, you know, very good at what she does. Um, right. I think it's her and another individual that worked there. Um, I had chatted with them um, a couple months, well, about a month ago when I was in Nashville. Right. And, um, you know, she works with a lot of, a lot of artists out of there. Uh, like, I think she works with like John Wolf and, and some of these Texas country guys. Right. And, and, um, and so, you know, I mean, and I talked to them, I talked to them for about an hour, great phone conversation really enjoyed it. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's what, you know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm trying to, right. I called it, I called a lot of radio stations, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Listen, if you knew how many radio stations I called, say, Hey, do you take uh, independent submissions? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and some, you know, Oh yeah, we do. And, and I had some of them ask me to send in a CD and, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, that didn't really, you know, Right. If you call, if you call a hundred people, one of them's going to come through. And, and, right. You know, I called two hundred, and I didn't have any of them come through. But sometimes it works that way. And I'll be honest with you: when someone tells me now, I'm like, all right, well, I'm one step closer to getting a yes. So let me go ahead and pick right. the phone back up and <laughs> do it some more, man. Because hey, that's that's the way you got to look at it. Because 
People tell people no all the time. I mean, the voice told Luke Combs no on the first go. So, yeah, you know, uh, somebody feels like an idiot somewhere. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. There's yeah. a producer that is no longer with them right now. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> man, how do we pass on this guy? You know. Yeah. But, but um, and, and same thing with me. I tried out and didn't make the pass first round. And you know, uh, one thing I would go back and tell my younger self, since we talked about that already, is that should. <laughs> That don't matter, um, you know, because those 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 shows are uh, they're they're shows. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm just, as far as I'm not gonna badmouth anybody. But, right, right. But yeah, I mean, you're, you know, I just try to follow people who are kind of following the same same road as me. Uh, right. Like the, guys, like the guys from Gary and Charlie from Musk and I Bloodline. You know, those guys are they've been doing it on their own for a while. Uh, oh yeah. And they just came out with a song. Uh, you know, uh, man down on 16th Ave or dispatch to 16th Ave. There's another record man down or whatever they said. Right. Um, you know, which is, which is, like I said, you, you find those people that kind of made their own way and, and like Tyler Childers or Cody Jinks or, mm-hmm. you know, those guys. And, and there's something to be respected about that. Not saying that if somebody came up to me and said, Hey, Carter, we're going to give you a record deal. I'm not going to go, Oh, no, not happening. No. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I won't do I'm it gonna, on my own. Thank you. I, no, I'm, I'm going to look at it. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to. Absolutely. Um, you know, now I'm not wearing skinny jeans, but, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. But no, I mean, obviously, yes. You know, you, you, people say that radio doesn't matter sometimes, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to music and stuff. Like, oh, you got all these different sources and that stuff. And, and all that stuff's cool, but it's still cool to hear your song on the radio. And right. It's right. it's it's another form another form of advertising. And you try to, you know, my goal is to get my name out there as much as possible so as many people can possibly hear it or see it or consume it. And right. you know, most most individuals have to see or hear something seven times before they actually, you know, grab onto it. So the more it gets played, you know, if it gets a spin, then that's just one step closer I am to having somebody having another fan, you know. And right. And I want fans because, you know, I mean, fans are what you need, but, but I want fans because I, I think I'm a real genuine person. And, you know, I, I appreciate those people that, that do listen to my music, that do text me and, and IM me and say, man, I love this song. I had my first, you know, cool experience the other night. Um, this guy was across, he was like, you're Carter Library. And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm him. He's like, I'll be right here. That's your song. I was like, yeah. He goes, oh my gosh, I listen to it all the time. Can I get a picture? You know? And I was like, right. yeah, sure. Come on, dude. Yeah, let's do it. You know? And um, it was really cool, man. But it, but to know that that somebody had had reacting that way, you know? Right. Like, like some people are like, man, like you're big time. I'm like, I, I still live right here in a regular old house doing regular old things. But thank you, you know? Right. You know, I appreciate it. But, you know. It's cool. It's really cool to have that experience. It's so cool to see when people are starstruck because I mean, I, and I guess because of the, you know, the, the industry, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on both sides, um, but because of being in the radio industry, you know, you, you just kind of get like, eh, you know, Luke Combs puts his pants on one leg at a time, like everybody else, far as I know, you know, he he buttons them and zips them up himself. He doesn't, I don't know any other way to put them on, you know, I mean, if somebody else knows, send me a video. Like I want to check that out. You you can lay on the bed and put them both in, but you know, I think for the most part, it's one leg at a time, (laughs) but 
you know, everybody, I mean, they're all just regular people. Now, some of them can be a-holes. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. And their personalities are not friendly. Met a few of those, yeah. Um, but, you know, for the most part, they're, they know where they came from, and they never forget where they came from. And they know that at one, you know, uh, th this is one thing that if, if I could stand in front of every artist in Nashville, and, and this is where my unpopularity would probably take over. And, and I don't know that I'm unpopular in Nashville. I, I probably nobody knows me in Nashville. You ain't half bad, in my opinion. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there for you. you. Know, uh, mine would be, you know, y'all have to remember that those people that come up to you and talk to you about your songs and sing your, sing your songs and ask for your autograph and ask for your picture, whether you're at a meet and greet, whether you're at the gas station, putting gas in your 60, $70,000 pickup truck. Right. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have that truck. Right. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be having that meet and greet, Right. you know, because radio can spend your, your song all day long, but that don't make you no money. Right. You know, and it's, uh, we don't sell merch. I mean, I, when I go on the air and talk about the latest song by, you know, Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood, I'm not pitching their t-shirts. Right. You know, I mean, that's it. They make money off of that. They make money off of ticket sales. I'll talk about concerts. Yeah. But you know, right. but the thing is you have to remember who I'm talking to and that is their audience. Right. And I think there's some people in Nashville that really need to hear that and remember where they came from right you know well that's like you know that for me is i have people all the time i was like well don't forget about us and i was like mm -hmm. well you know and, and a lot of people say that you know but at the end right. of the day it's like i i can't forget you know the small people are the most important people right at the end of the day and that's what i think a lot of people get it twisted you know those are the people that get you where you're at those are the ones that come up to you and motivate you and say, man, I saw your song, and wow, it's amazing. The video quality is, it looks professional, and, and wow, I'm really pulling for you. And, you know, hearing those things, I hear that every day from, from right. Um, you know, and, and that's the type of stuff that keeps you going. And, and you know, people are like, well, don't forget about it. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm never forget about anyone, you know, right. um, especially the people that have just motivated me and pushed me to get where I'm at, you know, and, and, and my, I wouldn't have been able to do this. My, my wife, my wife came home one day and she's like, you need to go, you need to go do this thing. And, you know, I had a great job. I was making a lot of money. And I was like, are you sure? And she's like, Hey, you've been taking care of this family for eight years. You need to, you deserve it. You know? And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a very selfless person and, right. you know, um, I try to live my life that way. I don't try to let anything get to my head where I, I become bigger than myself. You know, uh, and that, of course, happens to a lot of people. They think you start doing a couple of things and they think, oh, yeah, well, I'm I'm big deal. I'm big time now. You mm -hmm. know? And, uh, you know, it's like when we play shows, I ask for money because I, I feel like we're good enough to ask for the money. You right. Know? And, and, and we're also not you're we're not doing this on the weekends for fun. I mean, we're doing this for a living. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's a whole different aspect to that end, but. It's just that, you know, I know how much work I put in personally. And, you know, I, I, I'm doing this because I want to be successful. Yes, I want to be successful for me, you know, on my end, but I also want to be successful for all of those people that every day 
send me a message or comment because they want to see me do well. Um, right. And I want to do well because they want to see me do well. And at the end of the day, <laughs> I tell everybody all the time, I was like, dude, I'm just going to have to have a massive free concert. Like, hey, guys, <laughs> like, I'll just pay for everything. Y'all bring your own beer. Like, we're just going to be in this big old field out here because, you know, it was like, hey, I want some backstage passes or whatever. Like, you know, it's just going nice. to be a match. There's going to be a massive concert because I'm just like, heck yeah, I got you, you know. And right. I'm going to have the world's largest security detail. Hey, man, you need a security guard? I got you, you know. Um, I know a guy, but, by the way. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm telling you, man, like really what got to me was when I was overseas, I went and made a little acoustic demo in this cheap little studio. Mm-hmm. And I could hand those CDs out, and everybody was just like, I get messages, hey, man, still got that CD. When are you going to cut these songs? You know, and stuff like that, and uh, you know, it's it's really it's really cool. I mean, I've I've had to meet with uh, with the adjutant general here in, mm-hmm. in South Carolina, and uh, everybody's kind of got their eye on me and they're watching me, and, and uh, it's really cool, man. But at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't be where I am without those individuals um, yeah. who have got me here, and and I have every intention, every intention of making sure I can give back in some way, shape, or form for all the things and all the positive, all the positive things and stuff that they've done for me. So, um, you know, that's, that's important to me. So, um, and I don't feel like I've changed from two and a half years ago to where I'm at now. And, and, and I'm doing a little something right now, you know, I mean, I'm not doing anything crazy, but, um, to me, it feels like everything, you know, um, to get, to get playlisted on an editorial playlist, uh, on Spotify side. I mean, that was, that blew my mind. I, I, oh, yeah. that was, that was my first, first release. Um, and, uh, and Joey, Joey told me, he's like, man, I got these guys calling me like, how do you get on? How do you do that? And I'm like, I guess I'm living my life right because I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. But I didn't I just, submit it. I didn't solicit it. They just I, put it on there. I, I, I put it on there. I pitched it to curators, and that's all I did, man. Mm-hmm. And nobody made a phone call. Nobody did anything. Like, I don't know, man. But it's cool because now the song I just released, Creeping Up on Me, uh, last Friday, actually, uh-huh. was also playlisted. So wow. uh, right, right now we've got two songs on that playlist, and uh, – you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's just crazy, man. But it's like, I just appreciate it, um, you know, so much. I even think I emailed those guys over in Spotify. I was like, <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Like, I appreciate you and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I really, like I said, my goal, I always try to make sure I let people know, you know, that I appreciate what, what they do for me, whether I really know them or they're just, you know, somebody I correspond with. So, right. Yeah. Right. And that's, I mean, you know, you, that's part of it. You know, you've got to be honest and real. And if you appreciate people, tell them. Right. You're, I mean, you're not trying to get anything out of them. You're just thanking them for what they've already done. Right. Yeah. And, I don't go, I don't go into any situation to that point going, okay, well, if I do this, then maybe I can get this. It's not, it's not right. about, it's not about that. It's, it's, that's just who I am. So, right. you know, Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm not asking you for anything. I don't want anything in return. I just want you to know that I appreciate you doing whatever, whatever it is for me. So, right. you know, and that's, that's a valuable, that's a valuable mindset to have. I think, um, you know, cause don't always look to get something out of somebody. I, a lot of that happens in town uh, from what yeah. I can tell. There are a lot of situations where maybe if I write with this person, then I can get in the door with this person. And it goes through everybody's mind. I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't think about things like that, but that's not my intention. 
Right. My, my intention is to get to know an individual. And quite honestly, I don't care who you are or what point you're at. If I can't get along with you, I'm not going to sit in a room and write with somebody, no matter what stature or, or what right. level they're on, because that's not, you know, that's not going to create good music. And that's, that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to create good yeah. music. And whether that means I write with somebody who you don't even know, or whether that means I write with some of these guys like, you know, Randy Montana or, or Ray Fulcher or any of these guys right. um, that have written all these songs, you know, Chris Stapleton for that matter. I mean, my God, he's written a ton of, ton of, you know, they're pretty good. Um, and, you know, he's he done all right. Yeah. yeah he's, you know, he's, doing he's able to buy a day. small little farm and live his life, you know, <laughs> he's just a backwoods boy from Kentucky. Right. who's you know, which prayers to him too, because I know he's dealing with a vocal issue right now. So yeah, uh, if, if, if y'all haven't heard, you know, y'all throw a prayer up for him. Make sure, uh, absolutely, make sure the vocal cords get back to strength. Yeah, I love a stable God is for those that don't know, and it's it's strained. His vocal cords are strained, and he had to. Oh gosh, what was it? I think uh, he canceled two of them actually. Yeah, two of them so far, <laughs> uh, and he's hoping to come back. And right. uh, and Chris is not the kind of guy to cancel a show. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, it's like me. I don't say no very often. Uh, it's, right. uh, you know, unless I just have a show booked, I'm not going. Uh, <laughs> some people go, hey, man, can you play a show? Yeah, when is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no, I can't do that date, you know, or whatever. But yeah, I don't. Right. I, just, I, well, I enjoy it so much, you know, like going on trips with, with the guys is like, it's like being in high school again, you know. Right. Where, we're all like different ages. Steve's 52. He's in great shape. He's a bodybuilder. Um, so, and, and he's just so positive, you know, but we, we have a blast. I mean, it is, it is so much fun traveling with each other, but, um, but yeah, man, you know, that's, that's the thing we gotta, we gotta make sure we, we uh, keep, keep track of everybody. I definitely hope uh, I hopefully he gets over that, you know, fairly quickly. So he yeah. get on what he's doing. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's loved by a lot of people and, and puts out some great music and oh my gosh. I mean, I've, I gotta be honest. I've had two opportunities to see him live and I missed one of them. Actually, I missed both of them. Right. And, and it, it's just like, you know, that time when I had the chance to, to go listen to Garth Brooks and hear him and my daughter had a dance, a formal dance that night. And, we took the formal dance over Garth and, right. and I know Garth would tell you, you know, that's, that's a good thing to that's do. That's the right decision yeah. to make. Yeah. Right. Um, and it'll come around. I mean, there'll be a right. day when I run into him, you know, and, and get a chance or Chris, you know, um, right. But it, it's so, you know, when, when people know where they come from, that's, you know, and they're hard workers like Chris and like Garth right. and, and, and even like yourself, I mean, you know, um, how many days a, a, a year are you touring? And in a normal year, how many well, days a year do you tour? <laughs> well, right now, I mean, I'm basically playing South Carolina, North Carolina, some of Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, I've got some opportunities that are going to be out in Texas come first of the year um, that I'm currently working on. And, of course, once we get the, uh, the uh, radio promotion together, um, that'll probably create some more opportunity out in, in the Texas area. You know, the, right the continent of texas um <laughs> so um you know there's a lot of opportunities out there um you know i've kind of been kicking around you know okay do we move to nashville do we move to texas you know what what route do we go right um you know because i mean i'm i'm i've done gone up there and uh 
wrote some good songs with some people and, and I'm like, man, if I could do this like every single day, that'd be pretty cool. And, yeah. uh, and you know, so I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do. I mean, we're definitely there. Uh, I don't really want to buy a house right now though, because the market's stupid. Crazy. <laughs> oh. Um, you know, but I mean, things high and, and the money ain't worth a darn. So. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, it's like all my buddies up there are like, well, you're making money back home. Right. They're like, yeah, like I'd stay there for right now, <laughs> you know? And, uh, they're like, just keep coming up here, you know, and scheduling your rights and stuff like yeah. that. And, uh, whatnot. But, it's cheaper to go once a month. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, but it's, it's, you know, that's basically what I'm doing. Um, I'm playing on average, probably two, two weekends or playing a weekend every, right. every week, um, whether it be solo or, or band, which we've really ramped up on the band gigs here the past six months or so. So we've been doing a bunch of band gigs, which is, which is what I want to do. Uh, right. I enjoy it. I, I mean, acoustic stuff's fun. Um, you know, I really make more money playing acoustically. Um, right. But the band stuff is great because we build ourselves as a team and, 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 you know, we're one unit and we work well together and, you know, if we get in a situation uh, where, you know, we need we need more people or whatever, because we we free piece it for the most part. I play guitar and lead guitar and and uh, and whatnot, and so that's you know, there's a lot of things going on. But right, you know, we've got some pedal steel and things like that that are in the recording. So if we have to go somewhere and play a bigger show, I've I've got guys that I reach out to that right. that I'm confident in, and, and they'll come and play with us, and. Uh, and whatnot, because there's a lot of folks out there looking to play, man. I mean, and that's the thing is like, hey, you know, just just come and have fun, and that's that's really my goal. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I don't want you to stress. Just come and enjoy yourself, and that's, you know, that's the way I approach music. Um, you know, we're we're very serious. We want things to be accurate. We want to make sure all the chords are right in the right places at the right time. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about having fun too. So absolutely, um, you know, we try to make it as easy going and as stress free as possible. Right. Um, you know, I bought the trailer, I, I bought the gear, I paid for everything myself. Um, and I did that because I want people to enjoy it. And, and I could afford to, um, you know, after a while, I just kind of saved everything up. And, and, and when I was working, that's what I was doing. I was saving money to be able to buy all those things, you know, because I knew there was going to be a time when I was going to pull that trigger and I was going to go chasing the dream. I, I never, <laughs> it's funny because when I quit my job, um, they're like, where, 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 where are you going? <laughs> and uh you know, I was like, well, I guess we can be a country music star. And they were like, Are you serious? I was like, Yeah, dead serious. And they're like, you know, they thought it was funny as I'll get out. But then, you know, most of them showed up to the John Anderson concert and they're like, Wow, man, like like you uh you actually did it, you know. And I was like, I told you, man, like I was gonna do it. it was, I didn't know how it was gonna work out, you know, but uh but yeah, I mean I planned I planned all of it, and that's what I mean by taking my time. I knew I was going to need X amount of dollars in the bank account to be able to sustain myself for at least a year. Right. Um, and also to buy that gear. And, and I bought the gear because I wanted to find people like, Hey, all you have to do is show up and play. Like yeah. that's it. You know, that's all you have to do. And, and that worked out and, and people realize, you know, especially the guys that play with me, they, they, uh, they were like, yeah, okay. You know, like he's, he's got his, our best interest also, you know, it's not just the Carter right. brand, brand show. I mean, my name's on the banner, my name's on the T-shirt. You know, I handle a lot of the business stuff and those aspects. But at the end of the day, like I'm going to take care of the people that take care of me because right. I couldn't I couldn't do what I do without my band members. You know, so it's, it comes back to that appreciation aspect of yeah. I mean, 
technically, I guess they're employees, but they're not employees to me. They're, 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 uh, they're friends of mine. Right. And, you know, with, of course you have to have a business side of that. Not everybody can be friends at the end of the day. Um, you know, and, and you have to make money, but those guys, you know, they've been here with me from the very beginning and, you know, I want to make sure they're taken care of because they've taken Absolutely. care of me. And that's, like I said, it, it all comes, everything I do comes back to the whole appreciation factor. So, right. Yeah. So if somebody wants to find out more about you, where's, where do they need to go? Social media handles and things like that. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere, you know, like MySpace, farmers only, uh, you know, all that good stuff. No, um, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, I'm on all of those. Yeah. That's a, that's a common joke. Uh, some people, some people look at me weird when I say that, right. but, um, you know, but, but no, I mean, you can go, you can go anywhere. I mean, fortunately Carter Library is not a common name, so I didn't have to pay Google to put me at the top of the list. So you type, all right. I'm the first one that pops up. So, uh, now I'm probably screwed because I just said that. Um, right, right. Going there, their minions are going to go to work and change things. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So I mean, any 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 social media site, um, for the most part, I'm on it. Um, really, my Instagram is the main thing that I've really been posting to lately. Seems right. like I'm, I just because I feel like I get more traction that way. Um, you know, I would I would any as far as advice for any artist out there, somebody who's getting started, TikTok is cool. Um, I started TikTok in February. I've got about 5,600 followers right now. But right. the thing about TikTok is like everybody follows so many people that, you know, you really have to do something to get into the algorithm um, right. and actually get in front of your actual followers. Um, you know, it depends on how much people engage and, and understanding algorithms for social media is like, we could talk about that for another three hours. Yeah, I'm not, not going to, I'm not going to do that to you. That's another but, week show. Trust <laughs> me. I've, I've been looking at that. For, my wife has a side gig and she does a lot of social media stuff. Um, right. She's a licensed massage therapist in her, her normal life. Right. <laughs> and then she does a side thing and they do a lot of social media stuff. And she tells me about that and I'm just going, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And that's like Instagram seems to be the best thing, which I post a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. And oh, by and the way, congratulations on that award. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I was like, somebody's going to like this one. I was hoping it would go viral, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. The one video I made about snapping green beans is the only one I had go viral. I was like, it couldn't be like a cover <laughs> video or anything. It's right. about snapping green beans. And oh, I was like, yeah. My wife's like, she we were sitting, I was cooking and she was like, Are you gonna post that? I was like, Yeah, she goes, That's ridiculous. I'm like, Yeah, I know, but I'm gonna post it anyway. And right. the next thing I know, I was up till three o'clock in the morning liking and commenting. Um, because wow. it was just bing, bang, 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 bang. It was crazy. Was, right? Yeah, constantly. Yeah. Hey, and like, it's craziest things that that will make you go viral. You know, it's I, I gotta be honest. I mean, I work with an artist and and we've had some talks about social media, but one of the things that has really guided me is the fact that you can put up 10 songs and you can have a minimal amount of engagement. Right. But the things that go just stupidly viral are, <laughs> are like my, my wife put up a, we're, we're St. Louis Cardinal fans. And if, right. if you're a Braves fan or anything like that, I'm sorry. Um, but we're St. Go Louis Braves. Cardinal fans. And when they were, heading into their short-lived postseason this year um our both of our dogs even have cardinal jerseys okay i'm right. that we're that family you're, you're far <laughs> in there yeah yeah uh, actually our daughter bought that bought those for them but 
she put up a video of one of the the corgi that you met earlier right uh, being chased by our bigger dog with the cardinal jersey on and it just went i mean people were just liking it and commenting and you know and i can talk about the podcast and if i get five people to say oh yeah we'll be watching i'm lucky right you know i mean i'll I'll have a lot of people come on and watch later on but it's so odd how that works you know but you got to do the stuff like snapping green beans as opposed to doing a song it seems like to get people like it right no you see you you gotta be creative and and it's the same thing with songwriting you know you really gotta have a creative mind and 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 really just be willing to reach into any type of abstract abilities Mm -hmm. or anything that you have you know because um and some stuff sounds corny you know it's like you have these guys man they write hundreds of songs a year and they'll get a cut and they'll be like they picked that one (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) but you just you don't know you don't know there's no like like i tell people the the music one one podcast that i do listen to on a regular basis is the steve freeman podcast oh yeah i love Um, steve steve's a good friend of mine I, i really enjoy steve's stuff and and I mean, I joined his community and his VIP access and, mm-hmm. and I really got into to him because I feel like we, we, we think real similar. We have uh, similar thoughts and right. I enjoy his podcast. I enjoyed a lot. And he finally just got started back to it. He took like a three month break and yeah, which, you which, got which, California from Nashville. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, so I understand, right. but I just listened to his last one uh, right. yesterday, but um uh, but yeah, you know, it's just, you know, you, 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 there's people out there who have good information. Uh, mm-hmm. There's people out there who have bad information. Um, but right. the coolest thing that I've learned about that is that you listen to both of them and you pick out the pieces and parts that work best for you. Exactly. And move on. But one thing that Steve said is there's no method to the madness. You know, you, 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 there's no, there's no roadmap to right. getting wherever it is that you want to go, especially in the music industry, you know, you just hop in the truck and start driving and it's like, Oh, let's take a right right here and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? That's pretty much how it is. There's no method to it. So no, there's not other than, other than hard work, you know, and, and when things don't go your way, the ball doesn't bounce your way. You just got to be willing to accept. Okay. Well that didn't work. So let's try something else. You know, absolutely. And I think that's where the majority of people uh, get caught up on is especially I have people tell me all the time, oh, man, all you got to do is play guitar for three hours. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and then and, in the back of your mind going, if you only knew. Yeah, like you have. Y'all know how angry my wife is at me every day for looking uh, at my right. phone and commenting and liking. And, you know, and even like, playing guitar for three hours. <laughs> well, anytime I try to practice, you know, she's like, what are you right. doing? I'm, I'm practicing. This is my job. She, well, we got to get this done today. I'm like, oh, well, okay, I got to get some of this stuff done today too. So, but uh, but no, she's she's great, man, and I wouldn't be where I am without her. So, right. um, but just people, you know, between being in the military and 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 raising a family and and you know helping with the veteran organizations and doing the things that I do, um, there's a lot of work involved. And, oh yeah, you know, sometimes. You know, I go to bed at one or two o'clock in the morning and wake up at six thirty and and get back after it. You know, and and uh, I burn it at both ends a lot. Sometimes I'm like, dude, I need to, need to chill out a little bit. And then it's right. like, oh wait, but I can't uh, because I just that's not in me. It's not in me to to not try to make things work or find a way. And uh, you know, it's it's like 
it's kind of like playing a strategy game, man. I, right. I, I, I like playing strategy games because it, it causes you to have to really think, you know, and it's like a real life strategy game. Like you're like, okay, let's see. I wonder if I do this, if it'll work. Or if I do that, if it'll work, it, it's it, it's kind of fun in a, in a sense, you know. I mean, sometimes it stinks because you spend you know five hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars there. Let me try this promotion. Let me try this ad, you right? Know? And, and sometimes it doesn't work out, which is sometimes really is most of the time. Um, right. And but you sometimes lose more than you make starting out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but that's part of the that's part of the you know, and I guess algorithm is part of the way that it goes. Right. And you got you got to be willing to throw enough stuff at the wall that something actually sticks right. and me my wall's covered with with all kind of stuff so <laughs> um <laughs> i just keep throwing stuff at it i'm like well all right on to the next and dude it's fun it's 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 it sounds weird but it's it's enjoyable it's like all right well, that didn't work so let's let's try this out you know so i mean that's uh I guess there's another rant that I just went on right, right. there. Oh, that's all right. No, <laughs> I can talk hey. about this for days, man. I'm telling you. You know, me. I've I've talked to artists and I've you know, and and I am. I'm a I'm just like you. I'm the kind of guy you get me started, man, on this industry and, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, you know, right. I, I don't bash it a hundred percent of the time. Right. I mean, you know, country music as far as uh being on the radio side has been pretty good to us, right. you know. But they're just, you know, things that I've seen that you're going, I hate when that happens. Somebody makes a comment. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I, I hadn't figured out how to mute that yet on this. I haven't got to the Q&A yet. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we haven't got to that part yet. And uh, <laughs> But, I mean, you know, it's like I was saying, I'm uh, country music's been good to us. I can't complain. Right. At all. Um, but. There, there's just so much in the industry that I, I don't know how to fix it. Right. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like a shade tree mechanic. I can tell you what's wrong, but it's up to you to figure out how to fix it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now you need a diagnostic computer and exactly. you know, it's all kinds of all you can't even really work on. Well, the thing that I would say about that is, is this is how I fix it personally. Mm -hmm. I'm a very optimistic dude. And anybody that, that you meet will tell you like, yeah, he's too positive. And I'm like, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm too positive. I just try to, you know, it, we're in a day and age where everybody focuses on that negative information. Right. And, and the negative information goes way further. In fact, if you have people that absolutely can't stand you, you're in better shape than somebody who has everybody that likes them because mm -hmm. that creates conversation it creates all kinds right. of other stuff. But I mean, for me personally, like I said earlier, the only thing I can I can control is whether or not I play the intro to the song right, or I play the outro right, or I play solo right, or whatever. And sometimes right. I do, sometimes I don't. You know, it just <laughs> depends on what happens. Um, that's part of being a musician too is just figuring it out. You know, you you're really winging it half the time. Um, but you know, I just tune out. I just tune out the negatives, even the comments. Like sometimes I get some negative comments, and right, and I'm like, okay, cool, and then that's it. It doesn't. It doesn't take it doesn't take up any space in my head or right. you know anything like that. I just in in one ear and and out the other one, and, and I'm like okay, you know. Um, and sometimes what that negativity is is constructive criticism, and it depends on what's the difference between negative negativity and constructive criticism. Which I said Steve earlier. The thing I like about Steve is Steve's not trying to be negative. He's just trying to tell you like it is. Right. You know? Oh, absolutely. And, and we live in a world where people don't like to get told like it is. And for me, I love it. Like, please, for the love of God, you know, um, man, I tell you what, 
yeah. everything was good, but that one song was terrible, and, and this is why. And it's like, okay, great, yeah. I, that's the information I want. I want to know. You know? Exactly. Um, and you're not going to hurt my feelings. You know, you know. I, I mean, dude, my feelings got far past being hurt a long time ago when I was <laughs> basic training, and and uh, I got called all kinds of stuff. You know, they can't right. really talk talk to you like that anymore. But <laughs> but um, I mean, that was one of the best things that could ever happen to me. But and, that, and that's it exactly. I focus on all the positive things. I don't focus right. on the negative things. And um, you know, sometimes that can be really hard to do. Uh, but I've got I've gotten to a point now where I'm just in that mindset you know, to where that's how I react to every situation. So I hear negative things, but most of the time when I hear negative stuff, I don't pay attention to it until I'm in the situation with that individual, you know, right. um, because some people say negative things because they don't like somebody or they got their feelings hurt. And for me, I like to talk to the source before I start making assumptions also. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where, that's the way I solve that problem is I just try to look at the good side and focus on the good side because whatever you focus on is, is, is normally what you're going to be. So right. if you, if people is cliche, but if you surround yourself with negative people, you're going to be in a negative situation and mindset. If you surround yourself with positive people, excuse me, um, you're going to be, in, you're going to be more of a positive situation. So right. that, that, that's, that's kind of how I fix that, you know, for, for me personally, not, you know, that's what worked for me. Right. So, yeah. Well, and you know, you're you're absolutely right. You know, you got to surround yourself with positive people because right. you can you can have that person that gives you that constructive criticism. You can have a Steve Freeman in your life. Steve, I love you, brother. You know that. Uh, I've known Steve a long time. I really have. I'm, I'm not saying awesome. that. I've known him for, golly, 10, 15, no, about ten to twelve years. Right. I've known him for a long time. First time I met him, he was managing an artist and uh, that right. he brought to my radio station and uh, we stayed in touch and he gives me pointers on the podcast from time to time. And, you know, he, he, he tells it like it is. Right. <laughs> and I, I can appreciate him too. Cause I know he uses, you know, you know I know he chat, he'll chat. I've gotten involved in his text message thing. And uh, sometimes it takes a while, but he's actually, he's reached back out to me a couple, quite a few times and, and uh, gave me, you know, gave me some information that that was good for me. And I, I appreciated, you know, hearing absolutely. What I and I asked him the questions I asked him because I felt like he's going to tell me the truth, you know. So right. and and, uh, and that was cool, man. I, I mean, that's one thing I've never met the guy in my life, but I feel like if I sat down and 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 had lunch with him, like it would be a good time, you know. Oh, it would. It would. Uh, it really would. Just want to throw that out there for anybody else who's maybe considering listening to a podcast or anything like that. Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, that's, after you uh, get done with before Nashville, then yeah, you know, yeah, um, do the before Nashville first. Yeah, then, then you need to listen yeah. to Steve. Uh, <laughs> right. And I can't remember what, what I can't remember what the name of this podcast is. Uh, it's just the is, the is Steve it the Freeman Freeman podcast? Yeah, Steve Freeman okay. podcast. Because I thought yeah. he had he may have called it something else for a while, and then he just went to his name. But well, it's like Empire, the Empire Network, or whatever. Yeah. I think he's got a couple different ones that that mm -hmm. he actually works with. So and, and he's doing a lot of stuff, man, like videography, and he's and always he's, been a busy guy. He produces, yeah. he's managed. I mean, um, I he he's an amazing producer. I mean, if, if you're looking for a producer and you want yeah. somebody that can do you right, Steve, yeah. Steve will take care of you. He's and, worked uh, with some fairly decent individuals. Right. And, and Steve, <laughs> you've got the address, so just send, them, send the check, buddy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, make sure you include my half in there. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> right. I'll forward it on to Carter. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, there, there you go. Covered. We got you covered. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you're one of those guys that that it's not an interview. It's a chat. You right. know, I I interview people, and it's hard to um, sometimes it's hard to get anything out of them, right. but. You know, like, I feel like, just like you said with Steve, I feel like we've just sat down to lunch and had a good talk about, you know, life and, and life in the industry. You know, I'm like, I say, I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the performance side. I know the ins and outs of the radio side. You ask me a question about radio. I can pretty much tell you whatever you need to know, Right. but I'm learning the other side and it's guys like you that help me out. And I really appreciate it. Um, no, I appreciate, you know, you offering to, to have me on and talk with me because, I mean, I I love, I love like I said, at the end of the day, I love people. I, I love getting yeah. to meet new people and getting to know new people. And, and uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, that's all I see. You know, that's what I'm looking at it as, is I have an opportunity to build a relationship with, with, with somebody else and, and right. so, somebody who understands, you know, kind of where I'm coming from. You know, there's a lot of people who, who don't really understand the whole aspect of that. And that's not really their fault, but it just is the right. way that it is. Cause not everybody does things, you know, the, the way that I do things or the way somebody else does them. So, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I, yeah, I appreciate you having me, have me on here, you know, You're more than welcome. A- and I appreciate you coming on. I mean, I, I, I was excited whenever you, you said, yeah, you'd love to come on and, and that's awesome. And uh, if you want to find out more about Carter, you can go to Carter That's the website. If you look right. right let me get my hand over here in the picture. It's right there. Right, right, right <laughs> over. Right, right, right there we go. Okay, yeah. Maybe, maybe I've had too many. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. uh, but uh, no, check out CarterLiveRandCountry.com. Check him out on Spotify. Um, he's got songs on there. Apple iTunes, uh, Pandora, all that stuff. You got all that covered? Yeah, yeah, wherever you can get it, I'm there. And then uh, if you go to that website and you want to know more, you want to keep on track, uh, make sure you subscribe. I've got an email link in there. And awesome. I, I send out weekly emails um, letting everybody know what's going on. So, yeah, that'd be yep. uh, love to have you uh, have you on there. So, and I, I try to do that. I try to, to get emails from all the artists that I, that I interview if they have that, you know, that, um, I guess, that option. Right. That's the best way to put it, uh, because I like to know what's going on. You know, you may have some big come down the pipe that uh, I can hit you back up and go, hey, Carter, how about we jump back on and and right. talk about, you know, Garth opening for you next weekend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, keep waiting on that one. Uh, <laughs> right. Don't hold your breath, though, because you're not going to make it very far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, man, it, it's been a blast and I, I've loved talking to you. We've, we've had a good time and. And thanks for opening up to us and uh, and to the audience yeah. before Nashville. And and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it again. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Before Nashville on all social media and listen wherever you get your podcast. Tune in again for another country star of tomorrow on Before Nashville with George Davis. I'm Kevin Casey on behalf of Worldwide Pants. Have a great night.